Talk about somebody underperforming. It's supposed to be better yeah. than Von Miller. Yeah, right. Hey, everybody, welcome to the That's Good Broncos podcast. Uh, I'm Brandon Perna here with the world's most handsome murderer, Alan Sharp. Has he actually killed anybody? No. But could he? Well, mm, right. probably not. <laughs> he's, he's actually got a, a heart of gold. Uh, today, we're playing Madden. We're simulating Madden, even though last week... Uh, the simulation said that Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to kick the shit out of the Broncos. We updated everything. The Broncos rating is up to 91. Uh, we think it'll be a different outcome this week. Um, Let's be honest, though. You can't stop a hurricane. You can't. And that's honest. <laughs> that, that is very true. Um, so it's the Broncos and Falcons. We're going to see who the, the winner is. And this will be very accurate. Also, I started a Patreon account. Some of you have already been there, already made pledges, which is awesome. Uh, a lot of you have asked uh, how you can support That's Good Sports. Well, now there's a place for it. It's patreon.com slash that's good sports. I'll put a link in the description. Uh, any Anything you want to donate is greatly appreciated uh, because all I want to do is make fucking Broncos videos and I will die before... I stop, or I will, I will have to just try to, I'll have to pay my mortgage, so. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. You can get by for a little while without paying your bills. They say when you buy a house, you have a year before they'll kick you out if you don't pay <laughs> That's mortgage what they say. at all. That's what uh, they say. Basically, <clears throat> Brandon's shit's so good and he doesn't get paid for it now. Can you imagine what this guy could do? If he had a little bit of money to make things better, a little bit of money. Just well, I, I make a little bit of money from YouTube, but it's a little. It's not enough yet, uh, and I just want to stop doing other bullshit uh, so I can only do this. Imagine this podcast, but instead of me, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. <laughs> if you guys give me enough money, I can get Peyton Manning. I'll just hang out, drink more beer. Yeah, Alan Sharp will massage Peyton in in, in my necks. While we do the podcast, hell yeah, which would probably make it a lot better. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know too. if I'd want Peyton Manning. I feel like he would force me to be too organized. Yeah, like he'd want me to do like a rundown. He'd want to know what we're gonna talk about. Well, we definitely would kidnap him too. Okay, so as long as I don't have to play by his rules, and then it would work. All right. Well, it looks like they Simeon's got Simeon got starting. Oh, and CJ makes a good cut and then makes a bad cut. That's okay. Positive yards. Positive yards. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they got the uh, the pink on, so it must be breast cancer awareness, uh, which is a good thing. That's uh, right. I think, though, the NFL, like a year or two ago, was discovered like not all the money was actually going to research. I should check the, the facts on that, how much money is actually <laughs> going into the, the research for from the NFL. But... Uh, if you're uh, a male, you can still get breast cancer, and you should check your, your best friends um, with a screening. Absolutely. We like to do it two, three times a day just to make sure. Greg and I check each other two to three times a day to be safe and yeah. also to, to raise awareness. Yeah, that's for... raised my and your awareness. A lot of people ask, <laughs> what are you doing? And then we bring it up, and I, I'm not sure if we've saved any lives yet, but that's the goal. <laughs> right. 
this week, uh, the Broncos got the Falcons. Uh, they they beat Tampa Bay pretty easily. Um, the big story, well, there's two big stories. Trevor Simeon gets hurt in that game, yep. and then there's an hour and a half weather delay, yep. which really sucked because I don't think uh, they aired the game after here, right? Did you get to see the rest of the game? You know, I list, I was actually listening to it on the radio at that oh, point. I was, I was my grandfather's 90th birthday out of town. I was driving back, and I had planned to stay until the end of the game. Um, but with that weather delay, I was driving back to Denver and... So I listened to it on the on the uh, radio, and I was wondering actually what it looked like because uh, according to Dave Logan, there wasn't hardly anybody in the stadium. Yeah. And there, anyone who was there were Bronco fans, and they said there was like 300 Bronco fans in the stadium. Yeah, which and oddly enough, cool there were a see. few Falcons fans <laughs> who stayed too. Tampa Bay fans? Uh, yeah, uh, Tampa Bay <laughs> It'd fans. It would be even odder if there were some Falcons fans. <laughs> Go Falcons! I'm going to support you next week! <laughs> Just scouting the team, bro! <laughs> Um, I, I was able to watch it on the replay and the Broncos played really well those last uh, few minutes. Um, the first place CJ Anderson had uh, a big run or I forget if it was a pass. It was a run. It was the biggest run of the game. Yeah. And he got a horse collar penalty at the end of it. But then the, the defense, man, I think Shaq Barrett had two sacks in those last seven minutes. Um, and maybe Wolf got another one. So they just clobbered Tampa Bay. Paxton Lynch looked good coming in. He looked really so, good. So, um, like, when Simeon went down, it's weird because I don't think we've had enough time to build, like, a real relationship with Simeon from a right. fan point. Like, right. it's, uh, you don't have that undying love for him yet. So right. he goes down, you're like, oh, fuck, that sucks. But there's that curiosity where you're like, oh, shit, let's see what Paxton Lynch can do. And... He plays, you know, I think the way we thought he would. He moves around a lot more. He likes to throw the ball downfield. And he actually passes. He's more accurate when he's under pressure, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but the big difference is he's a lot less accurate than Trevor Simeon. Right. He missed that big throw down to, I think it was Demarius Thomas, that would, is, uh, would have been a touchdown. Yeah. And he just overthrew it a little bit. and. I couldn't help but thinking, man, if Simeon was in there, I think he would have hit that. Um, you know, I was in a crowded room, and when Simeon went out, a lot of people were actually pretty concerned. They were like, what happened? What's going on? Right. And I was talking to my, because I was at a family thing, my cousin, and we're like, did you ever think any time last year that there would be a play where Trevor Simeon got hurt and everyone go, got upset and go, there goes our season. Simeon's right. out. So it's kind of funny how much drama's happened from last year at this time to this year. But uh, I think everyone was a lot more calm when they, they saw Paxton Lynch go in. And this first throw was that he went in on a third and long and he threw it right downfield yeah. into double coverage, I think. Which, But it was, it was almost completed. And let's put it this way. He's not scared to He's going to, to throw the ball the all over yeah. the place. <laughs> Which is fun. It can be frustrating if he starts There's committing a, a lot Hardy of... Greg converted to receiver, so nobody <laughs> would know who he is. Nobody knows <laughs> the awful things he's done. Oh, I'm double receiver. This is a, just for a Hardy, a receiver. <laughs> but what I, what I enjoyed with Paxton Lynch, um, I, he didn't look at, you know, all, all the scout reports just said, oh, how raw he is. He's a project. He, he has an upside, a big upside. But it's going to take a season to two seasons to make him more refined for for uh, the NFL. And 
I mean, he looked young and uh, like he was kind of limited maybe in the playbook a little bit, but it didn't look like he didn't know how to drop back. It didn't right. look like he didn't know where to go with the ball. And he even played under center quite a bit, and that didn't look that awkward either. And that's coming in when you don't think you're going to play. And he's getting all the reps this week. It's going to be interesting if yeah. he does play. No matter what, I think it's a good experience yeah. because I think it kind of – solidifies the fact he is our future and one day he will be the starting quarterback for the Broncos and maybe it's a Sunday maybe it's two years from now but that was good experience for him yeah I don't know if I mean obviously you draft somebody that high with the intention of being the future but I don't think it's a, a foregone conclusion it, it it really depends on how good Trevor Simeon can be and we don't know that yet if Simeon turns out to be really fucking good I think it would be hard to justify starting somebody other than him. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. I mean, but I, I mean, you need a full season of that, and you know, Pax can he can do things that Trevor can't, obviously. But um, the one thing both guys have that's really impressive, and it's been impressive for a bunch of young quarterbacks this year, is like they. They come into the game and they don't look rattled or nervous Very or poised. like the game is out of their control, which I think is rare for young quarterbacks. If you like, if you paid attention to the NFL for however long you've watched, right? Rookie quarterbacks struggle quite a bit, and when you watch them play, you can tell they're rookies. Uh, I, I don't think you necessarily. Get, I mean, we need to see more from Lynch, but if he does play this weekend, I agree. I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think you learn more about him against a very good team. Um, and then you know you kind of have two quarterbacks. If they win, you know, if he does well, that can get you through games. And if he plays like shit, then you go, okay, these are the things we got to work on with him. Um, Simeon was back at practice throwing today. I hope Matt Ryan doesn't have that amount of time. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, it. I don't know what they'll do. I don't think Kubiak knows. He said it might even be a game-time right. decision for him. I don't know if that's true well, or if that's... I get the sense that even if Paxilinch does start, um, it's not. Um, it, it doesn't threaten Simeon's starting position. That they really like Simeon, and they think he's probably earned the right. And Paxton Lynch, let's be honest, it'd be different if if the guy behind Simeon was a proven veteran that you can put in, and right. Olsen has a really good game. And they're like, well, maybe we should ride this train. No matter how good Lynch plays, he's still unproven. And he's a rookie. So I think they, they like what they have with Simeon. What's that? Encroachment or false start. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. But um, I think it's going to take a whole lot, though. In my opinion, I do think it's going to take a whole lot. Maybe even a Super Bowl victory um, for... Lynch not to be the starter in the few years from now, and they always said if you have two, having two great quarterbacks is a good problem. Right. So I'm all for it. I would love for Simeon to end up being the starter because he played so good that you just can't turn away yeah. from him. It's the the safer bet is hoping that he's just really good, and you don't need to, you know, try the other guy. And it's okay. I mean, look at uh, they've been talking about all the different uh, quarterback. Um, that eventually quarter, starting quarterbacks on different teams over the years that eventually get replaced by someone else that was 
you know, good, you know, the Frar Rogers, obviously. Then they have the Drew Brees, the Phillip Rivers. Right. Um, you know, the Tom Brady wasn't really drafted to eventually, you know, to take right. out uh, Bledsoe. But it's okay to let Paxton Lynch be on the sidelines yeah. for a two seasons, three seasons. No, that's It totally really fine. is. If Simeon's winning games... And really, let's be honest, the expectations are super high. So if it's not just win games in Denver. It's we need to have a legitimate shot of winning the Super Bowl. And right now, 4-0, coming off last season, the common feeling I'm getting from Bronco fans is that we're even better now than we were last year. So I think people, maybe they don't want to say it right now because it's such a lofty goal that they know they should respect the NFL. But deep down, I think every Bronco fan thinks, we should win the Super Bowl this right. year. Which is crazy because Trevor Simeon or Paxton Lynch is going to be our quarterback, but I expect us to win the Super yeah. Bowl at this point. They're clicking with the offense better right now than the offense ever played all of last season with maybe exception of the Green Bay game. Right. The This weekend is going to be a great test because we basically have the best offense in the NFL playing against the Broncos' defense, which yep. is uh, arguably... Uh, you know, one or two. You got Minnesota and mm-hmm. Philadelphia both have great defense. And even Seattle right now. All right. four of those defenses are playing insanely good football. Um, so, you know, the Falcons are scoring 38 points a game, which That's is crazy. eight points higher than, like, the next two teams. Uh, they're, Matt Ryan's throwing for, like, 350 yards a game. He threw for 500 last week. Yeah, the game. 500 last week. Julio Jones had 300 yards receiving last week. But I, I think when you have a great offense going against a great defense, more times than not, the defense is going to win that matchup. But it's a good test for this defense. Yeah. Um, and the, the crazy thing is you have Kyle Shanahan coaching mm-hmm. the, the Falcons offense. You have Gary Kubiak running ours. They run similar offenses. And I was, uh, I'm going to talk about this in the prediction episode, but... In 1998, when the Broncos won their second Super Bowl, that season, the Falcons and the Vikings were the two best teams in the NFC. They play in the AFC Championship game against each other, and when the Broncos go to the Super Bowl, they face a former coach in Dan Reeves. How weird So this is that? game, they've got a not a former coach, but, but the son of a, right. a former coach. Who was on the sidelines when we won the Super Bowl right. in 1998. Kyle Shanahan, uh, uh, you know... Um, was on all the on the sidelines every game that yeah. season. <laughs> so just kind of crazy like similarities, and you know the Falcons were an offensive team, but they had uh, Jamal Anderson. Their their rushing attack was really right. good, and they were good. running the same fucking offense the Broncos were that year because they had. Uh, did they have Alex Gibbs that season? Did he go over? No, no. they did not. They weren't running no. the same offense. No. I just I yeah that was Dan Reeves still, mm-hmm. but Gibbs left after. They won the Super Bowl. He went somewhere. I forget. Anyway, so that, those are the weird similarities I noticed, weird. like, thinking about the teams. But the the Broncos' offense should be able to score points on the Falcons' defense. The Falcons right. have been winning games, and they've been scoring a lot of points, but they've been giving up a lot of points. I think their defense is one of the worst in points allowed every game. And they their defensive line isn't that good. So getting Donald Stevenson back and Virgil Green, they're back at practice. Not sure if they're going to play yet because they've been limited. But if we can get Donald Stevenson back at That'd right tackle, that should help quite a bit, I think, in the running game. Right. And I think the Broncos have to run the ball against Atlanta to eat up clock and keep 
the, that offense off the field. Well, you're exactly right. And, if you know, the, the inner fan of me was the one that was screaming, yeah, I expect the Broncos to win the Super Bowl, but that's just the little boy fan that wants, you know, your team to win the Super right. Bowl every year. Realistically, looking at it, what's scary about the Broncos is the fact that the running game has been basically limited in the last two games. And they got some yards last game, but his biggest run was in the, when it was almost junk time. Yeah. Um, and they should have... We need to be more consistent, right? Yeah. We need to be more consistent. And yeah, our, our own line's a little banged up, but really to be a better team than last year, like officially a better at this point, I'd like to see that running game to be like what it was in week one and week two. And with a great defense, a great run game, you don't have to have your quarterback be a veteran. You can win with right. Simeon and Lynch, even though they're playing really great right now. They may struggle later on, but if you have those two things to lean on, you're doing, um, you have a good chance. You know, I was looking up some stats, and it was kind of interesting. In our four games, I was just kind of noticing, the, looking at the scores, we haven't allowed a team to score more than 20 points on us. Right. And we haven't scored less than 21 points in any game. Right. And it's kind of... Um, you can't lose that way. <laughs> you can't lose that way. And it's uh, it's pretty cool because... Last year, I mean, and that's why you think this year this team's a little better because we're putting up pretty good offensive points. Right. Well, we're putting up points. I know a lot. Some of those One points come from the, the, the two de- defensive, defensive touchdowns, touchdowns but... which inflated the score. But we're we're scoring points. What I don't care what way. I don't give a fuck if we return every kickoff for a touchdown. However, we score points. We score points, and it's just nice to see that one way or another, our team's putting up you know mid to high twenties. And where we're, the defense is still solid. So it will be a good test. I think you're going to see a couple of big plays. But you, you can only, it's like you can't maybe stop them right now, but you can contain right. them. But how significant are those plays? In crucial third downs, in red zone opportunities, our defense are going to they're going to make plays, and hopefully they're going to make some turnovers, and that might be the difference in the game. Yeah, and it's like, if the Broncos defense holds hold Matt Ryan to like 250 yards passing, that'll be basically 100 more yards than they're giving up per game, the Broncos defense. Right. But that's 100 less yards than Ryan's throwing every week. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's they're going to get some yards. They're going to score some points, I would imagine. Like when you're that good, you don't just not. If the right. Broncos like... If the Broncos hold them under 20 points, keep them to their average, then it says a lot about this defense. Right. And they can, but it, it's going to be fun to watch. This is a this is like a, a key game early. In, it's like a playoff game almost. Not with implications, right, but, but just, just the how good level. the talent. And, you know, what's good going into the game, two things. One, we're at home. So right. Denver... That I helps. Mean, That's an advantage for... Huge advantage for the Broncos. Yeah, we don't lose many games at home. We have the best record at homes for the last, I don't know, four or five years. Four forty years, and so we look good there. What's another huge advantage is the Broncos with a good defense. You don't necessarily have your one formula you're used to winning. You lo- let's look back like a few years ago with Manning and the high-powered offense when we set all the records. Right, we won games. All on offense, basically, and we had that style. We were throwing the ball all over, scoring a ton of touchdowns. And that game against Seattle, once we were in the Super Bowl and they were able to punch us in the face and momentum got out of hand, there's a lot of reasons, but it was hard for us to adapt. 
I, I feel like this Bronco team now, ever since last year, it's like ugly, pretty, um, what run, pass, whatever we need to do, we just find a way to win. Yeah. And so if we hit Atlanta hard and we get them out of the groove, there's a chance they're going to start feeling like a fish out of water where there's not much they can do to us to make us feel that way because we've had some ugly right. wins, right? So then we'll always feel like we're in the game unless they blow unless they score like yeah. 28 points in the first quarter, we won't really be that in any unfamiliar territory. Right. No, that's a good point. The It's just it's <clears throat> I'm really excited for this game. I know I keep saying that, but it's it's going to be fun to watch. I think uh Oops, this defense I don't know. I I think Akeem Talib's playing as good as we've ever seen him. And last year he had a great season. And he can he can match up with Julio Jones. You know what I mean? I don't know how they're gonna they plan on covering him. It's probably not gonna be with just one guy. I hope but not. <laughs> I like I like the way Talib matches up with the big physical receivers. Yeah, because he's so physical himself. And then after it I mean, he didn't have big games until that last one this season. So the Falcons have been finding ways to win. Their running backs are both good. Devonte uh, or Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman. Yeah, Coleman's yeah, yeah. a good uh, pass catching back. Uh, and Freeman maybe can do just about everything. Yeah, maybe they'll activate uh, T.J. Ward's brother, Taron mm. Ward, who's their third back. Um, which I'm hoping they do. I would like to see two brothers. Ward v. Ward. Ward versus Ward. It was like the, the you know the Harbaugh Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. Except a lot less uh, hype around the brothers playing against each other. <laughs> and I hope Kubiak's in the, in a pink shirt like that. That literally glows. <laughs> also, here's an interesting fact that I don't think anybody knows. Uh, guess who has the highest average per punt right now? Is it really Dixon? It's Riley Dixon. <laughs> wow. Is a point two yards ahead of Pat McAfee, and he is ahead of uh, the the Falcons punters third. Well, it's not funny too because that was a big story going into Week One. If he starts shanking couple, I was mad. I thought it was stupid they let go of Colquitt. Yeah, like I Colquitt's like seventh or eighth right now in Cleveland, which is it's a it's not really that important of a stat because. When you think of a punt, the difference, like the the differences between like the top twenty is, I think like two or three yards. Right. So is that really that big of a deal? Well, it's maybe not a big deal. He's number one, but it's a big deal. He's performing right as exactly. an NFL punter because that was like the thing. Like, is this guy, is this kid going to be able to not shank punts? Is he going to be yeah. a punter? And no, he's, he's performed well so far. He's when done you fine. when you don't notice the punter, it means he's usually doing his yeah. job. I think like the most important punting stat, which. I didn't look up yet is like how many they drop inside the 20. Um, so just, you know, anybody paying attention to the punting stats. <laughs> the uh, Both kickers for the team, too. Uh, McManus only taken six field goals, and I think the Falcons only tried four, and they both missed one over 50 yards. Interesting. So special teams, very similar. Uh, that, the other thing I noticed that's weird is Dan Quinn, the, the Falcons head coach, He's a defensive-oriented coach. He came right, over from, from Seattle, Seattle, right? He was yeah. our D coordinator. Kubiak's an offensive-minded coach, yet both of their teams are the opposite of what their strength <laughs> is. Right. The, like the identity of those teams. Um, so just, you know, finding weird things when I look at... When you start looking at 
whole bunch of stats and watching them and seeing what the teams do well. Like you, it's crazy all the shit you can think about. We got a close game here. Yeah, I know. This 3-0 to zero in the fourth quarter uh, will be a shock if that's how this game goes. But sometimes maybe not a bad thing NFL. for the Broncos. Oh, ooh, that was a bad. Sometimes that's how the NFL works, though. You know, it's like, um, what was it? The Saints versus the Giants. Oh, last year it was like on you know, track. That was uh, <laughs> when Breeze tied the single game passing with the seven touchdowns. I think Eli and had, had six. six. Yeah, the game was nuts. And then this year they played and it was like a low was, scoring, yeah. and you just never know. But here's my dilemma. I have Devontae Freeman and Julio Jones on my fantasy football oh, team. Oh, that's always tough. And they are, you know, bona fide starters. Out of bounds. Out of bounds. I kind, but he, he, part of me goes, well, you don't play them because they're playing the Broncos. But the way I look at it is I would love to play them and I would love to have them have an awful game and I'll lose that fantasy football. And it's like yeah. I take pride in being happy that they I lost because I love the Broncos so much more than – all the money I spend gambling on fantasy <laughs> yeah. football. I think last week I put Charles in, Charles Sims in a lineup. Because uh, I was like, we haven't been great against the run. And then he got hurt and had like 30 yards. And the Broncos had their best game against the, the rush. Right. Um, Derek Wolf looked good last week. Yeah, he ate some babies. Like we yeah, were wondering. Two and a half sacks. He was eating yeah. the babies. The uh, what was I was gonna say something. Oh man. Well, it looks like the simulation is gonna show a three to zero uh, Falcons victory, and I think we should feel pretty good here. because last week it, we got blown out by the Buccaneers and we destroyed them in real life. So we should we should beat the Falcons by at least 40 points. I won't be surprised if this game is uh, won by three points, though. And what I was going to say is, back to our offensive line, let's say it doesn't get much better throughout the season. I think Paxton Lynch might be a better quarterback with a shitty offensive line. Because when, when uh, it breaks down, he notices i think that a bit quicker because his instinct is to run and get out of those situations right trevor's good at getting the getting rid of the ball quicker and i still think he's right now the better quarterback but if you know down the line you had a shittier offensive line i would kind of rather see the mobile quarterback who might make some plays who's going to run and scramble and throw on the run in those situations i agree um, it's just a thought I had. But I also think it's a little risky to assume right Trevor or that Lynch right now would be better in that situation. I think ultimately he will be. Um and right now he'll make some plays, but I think he also might you know, you just want, just because right. he's never played, it might also get to him. He might, might end be up more making, mistakes. He might make some more mistakes and do something stupid and, and throw the ball away instead of Simeon taking a sack or throwing away. Lynch might be throwing a pick or fumbling. You never know, right? But so, 1.6 average yard per play. We had six passing and 10 rushing yards. <laughs> this Madden 28.5%. Oh, these Madden simulations suck. You know, I guess they, they suck, but we put it at two-minute quarters because we don't want to watch a three-hour game. Maybe 
with a full <laughs> right. like fifteen minute quarters, they their stats would be like a normal yeah, game. But who knows? But a twenty eight point five completion percentage, I don't think so. Against a bad defense, yeah, a defense that's not very good. I don't know. What's uh, what's your prediction and your uh, put on your rubber because you might get lucky. Uh, play. All right, prediction. I have uh, which my. Akeem Tlaib's two picks was correct. Your was correct. I said one pick six. Uh, he was close. You yeah, and I. He didn't punch anybody. He didn't punch anybody. You had two. But we found picks. out he, he did shoot himself this six. week. He so did shoot himself. That was pretty dang good. And I I think I said thirty five to ten. I was close. Yeah. So, you know we're pretty smart. Um, okay, so I'd say I have the Broncos at. I'll say. 28 points, uh, Falcons. I'm gonna say 17. Okay. Okay. That's a. I know. Yeah. It's no, it's in line with what the defense has been doing. Yeah, it's the in line. The question is, do they do they do it to Atlanta? And I don't. Atlanta's offense. I think they they might even get a lot of passing yards and stuff. But what I think is gonna happen on those crucial third downs and red zone opportunities, I think our defense is gonna show up. So yeah, we'll let them maybe get some yards. But I think overall. Uh, we're gonna hold them, and uh, we're gonna win the game by a good margin. And then put on your rubber because you might get lucky. Play of the day. Uh, let's see. I think um, I think Paxton Lynch is gonna start, and I think he's gonna throw all four touchdowns. Okay. That's pretty That's pretty, good. It's not no, that's as crazy good. as other predictions. It doesn't have to be. He might not even play, so that's I, mean, I got my rubber you're on. You're rolling the dice. I got my rubber on. Uh I think I think the Broncos are gonna win this because I believe in this defense. I believe in the 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 attitude of it. And I think uh one thing Matt Ryan is not great at is um completing passes under pressure. I think if you you move him around He's a lot less effective quarterback. He's right. a true pocket passer. He's a Peyton Manning. So want to be. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the Falcons get over what the Broncos have been allowing at 24 points. I'm gonna say Broncos win this one 31 24. Uh, I think Simeon might play, but my put on your rubber rubber because you might get lucky is going to be that Riley Dixon scores a touchdown. <laughs> the Dixon. <laughs> They're going to use him for the fake punt. Okay. Part of the reason they drafted this guy. And, uh, you know, he scores. What about fake field goal? Or fake field goal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, fake field goal would work. Um, it wouldn't make sense to do that for a two-point play. No. Because you move it so far back now. Right. You can't do it. Yeah, so Dixon scores his t- a touchdown. Okay. If I predict that one first. right, what else? Something great should happen for us. We won't give each other breast cancer we'll stop exams anymore. Examining each other's breasts. <laughs> That'd <hoping>. be great. <laughs> It'd be good for a lot of people. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for watching the That's Good Broncos podcast. Uh, as we know, this Madden game is full of bullshit. bullshit. Uh, it says Falcons win by three. And the Broncos score zero points. We know that's stupid. Make sure you subscribe here. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Brandon Perna. And follow Alan Sharp on Twitter, Alan underscore Sharp 43. Uh, If you have questions about finances, uh, sexual problems, or um, 
the the state of international politics, he can answer any of those questions for you. The the answer usually I can give you one answer that would satisfy any of those subjects. Perfect. That's the sign of a true genius. <laughs>